because um, she is a very nice person. Fucking crazy and, shit. What the fuck? Yeah. Like, and, on the LGBT podcast? Well, yeah. Ew. And <laughs> don't say ew. <laughs> no. Yeah, she was phenomenal in the movie. And I'm so excited to talk to her about her character and just her experiences working on the film and stuff like that. So it's gonna be really gonna be really fun, gonna be an exciting Saturday. Us F words have adopted her into one of ours. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I'm so excited too, because uh, as far as I know, uh, I haven't heard a lot of interviews from Lauren about Terrifier 2 now that the movie is actually out. Um, she's been doing interviews just over the years, like building up the hype to the movie, understandably. And she did a recent one with uh, Halloween, I think it's called, it was called Halloween Daily News. Oh, she's coming in right now, actually. Ooh. I just got an email and here she comes. No way. No way! Hey, Lauren, what's up? Hi, guys, how you doing? How are you? So nice to meet you. This is Princess. Come back here. She's getting Monty. Yeah! A meeting of the minds. All right, fine, here we go. Jesus. Oh, he is so cute. Oh, my goodness. Hey, it's so good to meet you. Yeah, thank you so much for coming. How are you? here how are you feeling um, good a, a little overwhelmed but um good I, I i was speaking to my acting coach today about it and i told him like i nearly like renounced acting like 10 times in the past like two days i was like i'm quitting i'm never doing this again um but I, overall i'm really grateful and um really happy with all the goodness that's coming with the film and all the great people I get to meet and then yeah again it's it's gotta be crazy because like I imagine you're getting recognized for this movie like on the street now or like people are puking in the theater and everything oh, yeah. <laughs> like, it's crazy. yeah which actually I kind of love that <laughs> like I mean that's why we make films right to get these like really big reactions and so people we we can all kind of revel in like the human experience you know so mm -hmm. I, I I kind of love that so I mean I didn't vomit but I would have if I hadn't known what was coming probably because it's really <laughs> disgusting but it's cool at the same time definitely almost vomited out of excitement uh when yeah. we sent you that email we were like no fucking way lauren bear is not fucking coming <laughs> on this podcast oh my god i'm so happy to be here and uh, thank you both so much for having me yeah, oh thank you. thank you thank you <laughs> um how now that the terrifier 2 like premi has premiered like how how is this feeling like is that why you're renouncing acting what's going on yeah it's, it's just like i mean to be completely honest like I didn't watch the first Terrifier before I had auditioned for Terrifier 2, and I had no idea the scope, just the, the amount of people, the cult following it had. And I don't know if I would have even auditioned for the second one if I had known that. Like, I, there's something really horrifying about being perceived. And as an actor, I, which is so like, why am I doing this? <laughs> but like, I really, I really don't like being perceived. I tell stories because I want to connect with people because like I was an only child, like raised by a single mom. And like, I found a lot of my solace in films and I found 
like I didn't have many friends either growing up. I found like friendships in films. Like I felt, I found myself feeling less alone and I wanted to do that for people. But I, when you think about the scope, the amount of people that see, that have seen Terrifier 2, I was like, oh shit, like this is horrifying. <laughs> um, it's, just, it's just really horrifying. But at the same time, I'm like incredibly grateful. And I love that people are taking to Sienna. I mean, we all love Art the Clown. I mean, David Howard Thornton's incredible, but it's, I wasn't expecting Sienna to get any attention really <laughs> so it's it's pretty wild <laughs> every other gay guy I've talked to has just adopted her and like she's like one of our own like that's our yeah. baby that's our baby oh my god like can I say though yeah. that um do you watch Dragula yes the I unfortunately players, like, they retweeted me and I nearly vomited I because I love Dragula and I was like oh my god and I've had a couple dms from people saying like I'm gonna drag Sienna and I'm like please drag Sienna I will die I will die I will die I will just like drop dead like I, I'm done after that like I don't need anything else I was discussing with a gay friend of mine he was like I'm gonna do a cosplay of Sienna as a gay bear and I'm like I was about to do drag art so let's just oh my god please tag me if you do this <laughs> please tag me i I'll die. I'll just die. Like, I'll, I'll cry. Please. Bad, <laughs> we were thinking of, uh, oh, sorry, Tony, were you saying something? No, you talk. Uh, actually, uh, our buddy and ours, who Tony was talking about, we are thinking about going as a trio now where Tony was going to do art. Our buddy was going to be your character. And I was thinking of being the little pale girl because I was yes. Who am I going to be? Your two gay yeah. dads. <laughs> I, I do think that that's going to be an iconic character when oh, yeah. they're talking about it. And, and she's already, Amelie, who plays the, she was incredible. She's already getting a lot of attention, which I'm so pleased about. We had to keep that character under wraps. That for, was oh, sorry, Lauren. Years. Oh, no, 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 it's totally fine. I, we had to keep that character under wraps for three years. So I'm so happy that people are finally talking about her because it's an incredible character. So yeah, I I just um we actually spent a couple years because we've been following I've especially been following production. I forced him into this with me. Um, <laughs> I've been following production for about two years, and I have been trying to figure out who that entity is. Mm. And uh, I remember when we finally saw her, I was like, Oh my god, that is not what I was She's expecting tiny. at all. <laughs> So she is so tiny. cute so cute so tiny but such a big presence and yeah. i really appreciate about the writing and the performance of the character so i'm so happy that yeah totally dress up like her that'd be amazing i will try yeah thank you is that one of your onset besties Oh my god, I loved Amelie. I really did. Unfortunately, because she's a child actress, yeah. she was not on set nearly as long as the rest of us because we were in like, <laughs> heard it like ridiculously long I can't even say how long we were on set most days it was ridiculous um but she had to leave a lot of the times but I loved her she was such a delight to be around such a delight she mimicked David like nobody's business she was so good yes I agree I agree like she just really bodied the role and I don't that's just I think I mean she's so young I don't think mm -hmm. I've done that at that age that's just a testament to how committed she was as an actor and as a performer, which is hard for that age. Oh yeah. If yeah. she I, wants to go big places, she totally could. I believe in her. And um, I really hope she comes back for Terrifier 3 because I loved her character and I love what she brings out in art. She brought out a side to him that uh, neither of us were really expecting to see. And we feel like it gave him a lot of depth that uh, we kind of caught glimpses of in the first movie, but weren't fully explored until this one, I thought. 
Yeah, I mean, I think the relationship between Art and Amelie, Amelie's character, the little pale girl, is going to be, I think, I can't speak for Damien, but I think I've heard him say in passing, more explored in the third one. And um, it's just, it's both endearing, but also uh, sickening. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not in a way that you think, but um, just, sure. it's, it's a disturbing relationship. Yeah. You can't I- really trust... I think I can see what you're talking about because you can't really trust Art around anybody and you can't really trust her either because it's like, what if she's pulling his strings and he's already so crazy on his own? What is she going to like coerce him into doing? Yeah, totally. Absolutely. Yeah. But that's all to be seen. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. I don't want to get, I don't want to get you in trouble with Damien. I'm sorry. We speculate a lot on our podcast. I I honestly, like I I'm talking out of my ass most of the time. (laughs) Yeah. Like I have no idea what he's going to do. Like he's, he's told me ideas. He's told me different things that he, but he won't even tell me everything because I think he knows I have a big mouth. So, um, I, I, it's totally fine. We'll talk. I'll say whatever I know. We appreciate that because, um, we're a very, uh, we're a very character focused podcast that might've been obvious in our review. We do a lot of analysis. We're actually both writers. So we tend to look at themes and characters and what, what everything means. We had a real blast with this movie because there was so much imagery in there that we were just, and we were just trying to figure out what it all meant. So much mirroring that seemed intentional uh, in a way. I think we had a question about physical presence in that, in that movie, because there was, um, not just mirroring between art and the little pale girl, but there was mirroring between art and Sienna a lot yeah. of the time, especially near the end. Was that on purpose? <laughs> um, what 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 specifically are you talking about? Okay, um, this is gonna have spoilers in it. I will mark it as spoilers. Near yeah, the that's end, what I wanted to ask. So we we can talk spoilers in here. Yeah, okay. we're cool. Um, near the end, uh, when she's sort of stalking him around, you you embodied David the way that he sort of, you know, stalks his prey on screen. Uh, And I was like, badass. Is that on purpose? (laughs) It seems awfully intentional. Yeah, I mean, it's it's not something that was discussed. I mean, this is something, I think that it was in the script. It was just written that she comes into her own. I don't don't really know how to answer that. It it wasn't intentional. I don't don't think it was intentional. It was super impressive. Oh, that's so great. I'm so happy that you like that. I mean, personally, I felt, I mean, it's funny because I think we did, Damien did a lot of takes, like a lot of takes, like 10 to 20. He wanted to done so many different ways. I did not know how Sienna was going to turn out. He gave me a couple line reads at times that he wanted me to say a certain way. And I was like, all right, like not really something I'm used to. But the final scene of me and Art, you... I, I I think I only did like two or three takes and I didn't get any notes about it. Like it, I would think I was just really like I'd lost my mind by that point. Mm. Like, I was exhausted. We were on our, I can't even say at that point. I think, a little punchy at that point. Yeah, I think I was just so done. I just wanted to get out of there. I was like, let's wrap it up. Let's go. <laughs> I was going to say the rage and the fury is very believable. Mm-hmm. I think, yeah, but um, I I do think what I really love about the ending is, you know, Damien kind of like, he dares to pose the question, what happens if the victim comes back? Because we have a lot in it, you know, villains always come back to life. But like, I, I really appreciated that. Like, what happens if our final girl dies, but then she refuses to? And I love that. And what happens, how does, how does she, or how does that person 
embody that after going through literal hell and how would they be feeling in those moments? So those were, those were concepts that Damien and I did discuss beforehand. We did a lot of discussing, exhausting, which I, which was my fault because I would constantly email and text him like, what do you think of this? What do you think of this? And he was like, all right, can we just like chill for a second? (laughs) But, um, but yeah. That's admittedly how I probably would have handled it. I tend to throw myself into projects. So I can actually relate a lot to what you're talking about just as like a writer. Uh, That sounds a lot like my own mentor and I. Um, Actually, you mentioned something that we wanted to ask you about a little bit. We were so like curious about Sienna's resurrection. So that confirms it. She died. He killed her. She She was was dead. Yeah, she was dead. I think she died. I mean, I I think it's a little muddy, but I think that she died when um, she was stabbed. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that's when she died and she wasn't living in the tank. I think that was her hell. I think oh. her hell was like continuously losing breath and continuously dying. Oh, that's, that's oh, fuck. Is, that's intense. Is there some yeah. sort of symbolic imagery there? I would love for you to, to tell us about that. Yeah, well, I mean, I think, I think Damien, because there's a lot of Sienna in Damien, I mm-hmm. think. And which I so appreciated, especially from like a cis male perspective. Like it's you don't always get like multi-dimensional female characters. And I think the best way to do that is if you're a male, write the character as you would write any character. Like mm-hmm. not think about the, the sex of the character. And I think he did that with Sienna. I think he wrote her as he would write himself. And he used a lot of his own fears for Sienna. And I think drowning is one of them. Um, and I think that's why he incorporated that in her hell like that was one of her biggest fears drowning continuously and then she was brought back to life by a magic sword and (laughs) I loved the magic sword okay the scene at the beginning where art points a flamethrower at you and you hold up the sword and I think you screamed the first time we saw it I was like oh my god oh my god the dream the dream scene sequence was so funny that those were one of the moments that like one of the biggest the biggest notes I would get from Damien is more give me more he wanted like camp you know and that's not love camp I know and I love it too but it's not something I'm used to I'm used to like like really like whispery type of acting which I'm I'm happy to be like moving on to different types um but he wanted like really big expressions he wanted to, to her to feel like a little girl in those moments and um really like depleted and all of those things and the screaming was it was cathartic but like it felt really odd to a lot of the acting felt very odd for me to do um but I loved how it turned out in the end and that's all due to Damien that's all because of his direction Damien has really really stepped up as just a writer and a director everything is so much bigger Mm -hmm. and I can tell that he was like listening to everybody's feedback and I just, I really appreciate it because not a lot of creators are willing to do that and to take their fans' feelings into consideration while also striving towards their own vision, which I could tell that he really had. So I do, I do respect him for that. And I'm really excited to see his future projects. Yeah, I love that about Damien as well. But what's interesting, sorry, I, I'm so sorry. I got an email and I was like, shit, I got to Oh, it's okay. I got a, I got a letterbox. <laughs> um, should have done that sooner, my bad. But uh, okay. <laughs> what uh 
what that that is so true damien really cares he he's an he's a horror fan not only a horror fan he's a fan of cinema mm-hmm. so i think that he really as a fan he does it for the fans but at the same time i mean this film and i don't i don't know if you're aware of this but i think he has talked about it in different interviews he tried to film this film like 10 years ago the same same exact film like the same exact thing he probably tweaked some things he had a sienna before i forget her name they filmed like i think he said 90 percent wow yeah i didn't know that yeah, he did and there was just an issue i think with the lead actress and with like yeah i i, I don't know i don't really want to get into it because i don't know the whole story but um he wrapped it like he was just like i can't do this anymore and he just moved on and did like smaller projects to build up to this one that's incredible. I knew that Sienna or proto Sienna was a character that he had in his mind for a while because I do watch a lot of these interviews because I'm very interested in the behind the scenes of what goes on in a film. I didn't know that he had made it that far and it almost feels like serendipitous like maybe it doesn't work out now. But look look at what he made. Look at what he made because that didn't work out. Yeah, and that's and I, I mean I'm super grateful. I mean it it sucks that he had to go through that and that's how his journey went, but I'm mm-hmm. very that I got to be a part of this vision. And I wasn't even like acting at that, like 10 years ago, I didn't start acting until like five years ago. So I wouldn't have, definitely wouldn't have been a part of that. Um, So I'm, yes, I agree. And I I love that he stuck to his guns and he was like, you know what? I'm definitely going to make this film. Maybe not now, but it's going to happen. And I think that's, that's truly hard to accomplish. And I'm happy that he did. Yeah, I really, that it's, it's hard when something that you really care about doesn't work out like that and you kind of have to start over, but I don't know, maybe I'm an overly optimistic person, but I like to think that maybe sometimes fate has other things in store for us. And I agree. Yeah. I agree. yeah. And yeah. that's what seemed to happen with Terrifier too. And I do want to say, and I, I don't want to overwhelm you or anything. I'm just being completely honest. This is one of my favorite horror films that I've seen in a very long time. And this is coming from somebody who's been watching them since they were they were about 12 years old. Um, uh, my favorite clown horror movie, if you can classify it as it, it was The Devil's Rejects for about oh, yeah. Oh yeah, my God. 10, 12 years. Like Sid Haig, uh, God bless him, is yeah. one of my favorite actors. And... I no disrespect to that movie, but I actually think Terrifier 2 did certain elements better. And I've just been kind of digesting that, like, wow, I think I might have a new favorite clown horror film. Oh, that's so amazing to hear. I'm so happy that it resonated with you and that you enjoyed it. I mean, like, yeah. And I also really appreciated in your in your review from before, like the themes and delving deeper into concepts, which I think a lot of people aren't going to do because they just see a slasher film and it's presented to be fun and gory and over the top. But I think Damien is smarter than people give him credit for. Mm-hmm. And it does, he does have a lot of imagery and concepts and and thematically uh he wants to tell different stories within this gory gore fest um so it really means the world that you really enjoyed it for more than what it's perceived to be yeah i um speaking of themes and symbolism i'm so sorry to like detract from the little oh no please let's go anywhere who cares is there a, a, a sort of begrudging respect between yes. Art and Sienna? We are I, so I, interested in them. What the hell is going on with them? Because they, they hate each other so fucking much. I, but he seems like he pulls punches around her. And I, what the fuck is that? He, he doesn't just- He doesn't treat her like anyone else. 
doesn't do this for anybody else. What is mm-hmm. that? What's going I, on? I, I, yeah, I think um, that that is interesting. I, I wonder because Dave, uh, Dave and I respect each other yeah. immensely. Like, and I, I mean, I had this like overwhelming respect for him as an artist and as a performer and as a person. And um, he, he has expressed the same thing to me, which of course is really humbling and wonderful to hear. Um, and I wonder if that bled into the characters. Um, but I mean, I pers- I mean, yes, I think he has a different outlook when it comes to Sienna. I don't think that she, in his eyes, is just another one of his like victims, another cow to the slaughter. I think that he's aware of her potential. And I think that's why he lured her using her brother to his territory because he was like, these are my grounds and I will have the upper hand here. Um, and he pushes her to hell. And I think that's why he took the sword and he knew that the sword had maybe he wasn't entirely sure what but some sort of power that could defeat him and I think that's why he took the sword not only to mock Sienna but to murder her with it um he's so, a bastard he's a bit of a bastard um but you know fucking rocks. <laughs> made likable made likable by David but oh, definitely, he was great. definitely a bastard character <laughs> son, a real son of a bitch uh but yeah we love him we love him we love him though. We do love him. Yeah, he um I really felt like David came into his own as this character in this movie. I I met what I saw on the podcast. I was an Art the Clown fan going into it. I saw potential in him. I'm a big fan of I'm a big fan of slasher characters and um horror villains with big personalities. And I saw something there and I feel like the, in this movie it was finally like realized and I feel like I find I'm finally starting to understand who this guy is and it was so fun to watch yeah and I'm just really happy that um Dave got more screen time like yes I mean it's a two hour and 18 or 28 I'm not even sure minute film because of story but also you get I don't know what the exacts are but you get a lot more art more than I think almost anybody in this film it does Um, open with his bare ass so um, (laughs) it does in fact do that yes like literally and on screen we get a lot more art Uh, David is really you're uh you guys are both um I hope I'm not overstuffing you guys are both pretty brave to have shown as much as you did I don't know if I would have had the courage to do what you guys did you guys are rock stars for that thank Thank you you. for your service (laughs) thank you so much yes i i it's really funny because like i've i've done like my very first my very first feature film i had to be topless because i was like a drug pusher and um just like i was like supposed to be really high in that film and um so i'm i'm no stranger to nudity um however I, i was happy that you don't really see all of Sienna in this film because I don't think that's what it's about. I, I will do nudity if it serves a purpose. Yeah. Like, okay. Like, yeah, she would be nude in this moment. Um, but for the sh- for the shower scene, it's funny. Jackie Hughes, who is our hair and makeup artist, is one of the heroes of this film. I was like, can you airbrush my body? Like, can you let me- <laughs> cover every pore every mole and this this woman <laughs> she <laughs> took like an hour and she just airbrushed my entire- wow so I would feel comfortable like uh, it was an unreal request where she was like I got you girl and she like totally did it and I mean I, she like said it too because I was gonna get wet so it would mm-hmm. stay in place but um very interesting experience and we got very close after that <laughs> 
Yeah, I've heard really nice things about Jackie. I'm actually buddies with Olga, the costume designer. Really, really, really nice person. Nothing but nice things to say about her. And she mentioned they were very close and that you guys all spent a lot of time on the set just hanging out with each other. Yeah, Olga is another one of the unsung heroes of this film. Like the amount of hats, I think she was only credited for for costume and um, set design, but for the amount of hats that she wore was so beyond that. And not only that, she and Jackie kept my sanity intact because like I said, we had incredibly long hours. Like there were, there were moments when like things like questionable things were happening on set and they always had my back and Olga and I have remained very close and same with Jackie. Um, but I'm so happy that, you know, Olga, she's one of my favorite people. I love her. We are actually hoping to get Olga on LGBT yes. terror. She deserves she... it. She deserves it. Do it. She really does. Oh my God. The movie looks so beautiful. For a gory slasher film, everything is beautiful. The costumes that you and Casey, I'm so sorry. I'm trying to remember the actress who plays Brooke's name. Really? Kaylee, thank you. You guys, the outfits that you guys got to wear, everyone looks so nice. Mm. And I was watching an interview with Olga where she talked about how like she would look at each character and try to say things about them through their wardrobe. And I just thought that was so cool. And I remember looking at the costumes while I was watching the movie and just trying to figure out what that meant. Like I noticed when Sienna meets Art in the costume store, I don't know if this was deliberate. She's wearing a black and white sweater. 100% deliberate. And that and that was all because of Olga. Like that was from her brain. And she gave, and Damien loved it, but like she conceptualized that. She read the script and she was like, this thematically works. So yeah. And she also did the um, uh, Sienna's Bedroom. Yes. I love Sienna's Bedroom. It's beautiful. And her and Jackie like stayed up a whole day and night before, like ridiculous long hours again just to put that whole shit together and they did an amazing job they were fantastic totally oh it's a beautiful off. room yeah it was beautiful the colors the everything like just so many details she was just she's a genius like she really is and i i, I'm, I would love to see her in more interviews so take her show oh, her. i would be honored you're <laughs> gonna say something tony oh uh, no i was actually gonna look at you because we had a question and we this is again me going a little off topic because my brain. I need really you. I need you to okay. do this. Or I'm going to go all over the place. <laughs> um, I might be mistaken. I feel like you've said in an interview somewhere that you think about the sexuality of each of your characters before you play them. Is that true? What's going on with Miss Sienna? Yeah, <laughs> What's going on? we're curious. Yeah, it, uh, that's so interesting. And yeah, I mean, not only just that, like all of my characters usually have a book or a binder of everything. Like I decide their favorite character, their favorite, or, or their favorite like color, their favorite song. We're going to uh, ask you about that too. Yeah, we <laughs> heard sure. that Sienna got her own journal, correct me if I'm wrong, which I was so like fascinated with. I just, I love how much you put into her character. Yeah, no, I did. Like, I, I try to make a journal for all of all of my characters. And I even, because I was filming, like, a really cheerful, like, cheesy <laughs> Hallmark Christmas film at the same time. Oh, wow. <laughs> Wild. Um, I, and I was, I was playing an Italian woman in that one. So I was listening to a lot of Italian music. Because music really set, uh, music really sets the, the tone for me. Um, so I asked Damien, I was like, hey, do you have any songs that like are reminiscent of Sienna or that will help me get into the mind of Sienna? And he made me a whole playlist wow. that I still listen to. Um, okay, 
back to um, Sienna's sexuality. Personally, I, I believe Sienna is queer. Damien and I have um, had disagreements. I think he said that he believes like that she falls under like asexual and I'm like, that's valid mm. as well. Um, but, or she could be like, you know, like queer romantic, you know, maybe like sex isn't always on her mind. So I understand that. Um, but yeah, I, I would love to have like a lesbian final girl. Like I would, wow. I, truly, like, I, I think that, you know, that's kind of missing in horror. Um, but again, like it's something that Damien and I have to discuss further, okay. but I, she, she has attraction to a lot of people and I, I don't think it needs to be limited. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I kind of, um, I don't want to speak for your character but she 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 did seem kind of ambiguous to us even her interactions uh, i'm not sure if it was intentional or not with ali and with brooke i i almost sensed a little bit of interest between those characters mm. and what it was it was really it? interesting <laughs> you, you mean when she was high yeah <laughs> when she was high so, we all get a little gay when we're high. Yeah, we all get a little gay when we're rolling on Molly. Um, it's funny because Damien almost didn't like keep that scene in the film when um, we were talking about it. And I was like, no, you need to keep that scene. I think it's so funny. And I think it's it it, it, it becomes even more fucked up when she has to deal coming down from a Molly She's high. Dealing with a killer clown while coming down on Molly. That's yeah. a nightmare. <laughs> also begs the question like I know you don't really experience hallucinations on Molly but like if unless it's laced with something like was she hallucinating some of that like what's what's going on in her mind and um and and that's what I found so interesting about it but even when I I mean not to get too TMI but like when I have rolled on Molly in the past like I get very touchy-feely with the people around Mm -hmm. I love everybody and everything and like everyone's fair game and like I just and I even it's funny because walking through the uh background actors I I had like a thought and it it was so it was so ridiculous I like yell and uh, ask all of them I'm like hey is anybody uncomfortable with me touching them like is anybody uncomfortable but I had to walk through them and like no one they were like no do it and I was (laughs) so happy about it so because I like caressed some people because like you tend to want to do that when you're rolling on like a, of course a, like, ecstasy so. Sid has uh caught me the first time I did ecstasy I did it oh it was time. bad you remember I was like I was like by your side for like what eight hours it was eight Cheers hours of panic <laughs> on my end panic I'm sorry we don't do that anymore oh no, um, I would yeah. tell you super super interesting that you know not only that you have a whole diary about this character and like I would love to hear about who her favorite characters are and all that I, I we love her so much if, if you have fun facts about Sienna that you just want to share maybe that didn't make it into the final film oh my god please tell us I love her so much but I'm also glad to like know that there is a queerness to her because I read her as a little like I see, I see, yeah, I see, yeah, 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 I, and it's, it's funny, because, like, I, I will always find, I'll try to find, like, even in the, the Christmas film I did, like, I felt like there was a queerness to that, act, the, to that character as well, um, between, but they would never do that in a Hallmark Christmas mm. film, unfortunately, but, like, I was all for it, I was like, yeah, make, make them queer, make them queer, uh, yeah. but, <laughs> just do it, just do it, be brave, Stop being such a freaking coward, um, but, yeah, I definitely felt that in C. And I think it's it just comes from my my own queerness that I want to like be able to inject that into characters. And but to be fair, I am very 
pleased with the amount of uh, opportunities, auditions I get that are queer and it's not their whole identity, which is great because, you know, like movies in the nineties, like if someone was like a lesbian, that was their identity. Like, oh, lesbian. Um, but they, they're multidimensional characters that also happen to be queer. And, um, uh, yeah, I would love to, I would love to see especially more horror characters like that. That isn't their whole identity. It's just, it's their sexuality. It's not a big deal. I actually wanted to say just, and I'm, I'm glad I can say this to your face, it, as a queer person, it really means a lot to me to see a queer actor playing the lead in a, in a big horror movie like this. It really, it really does touch me. And I, I appreciate you for that. So thank you. Oh, no, that, that, honestly, that means more than you could even imagine. Like, thank, thank you so much for sharing that with me. And yeah, I do hope that this, emboldens like other queer people to feel like they you know like and also feel seen which I think is the most important thing and why I got into acting so people especially in marginalized groups can feel seen and emboldened and empowered so thank you so much that oh my god <laughs> no problem um no we love you yeah. Yay. <laughs> love all around by the way with your absolutely angelic demeanor is sienna legitimately an angel can i ask I mean, you that yeah. what is she on? i mean I, I think she's very much human in the the beginning of the film mm -hmm. um, I, I i i think there's something thematic about the fact that she does come back to life and that's angelic mm -hmm. um but there's it's not really much that i can speak about because that will probably oh god i don't know I don't you're know. good you're good you don't have to answer if, if you, just we don't want you to screen, get in trouble reach <laughs> the screen and kill me if i ask you something that you can't no, no. Um, but it's gonna come to my house and be like no <laughs> oh my god um just art the clown coming to your house like oh, again <laughs> Again, um, but yeah, I, I think there is something angelic about her being resurrected. Mm -hmm. And, you know, Damien, he, he presented this to me as a horror epic, like, like Grecian epic. Um, and, you know, there's a lot of heroic characters that do have to go through like hellish, literally hellish trials. And that, that makes them godlike even so and I think that he intends without giving too much away he intended something like that for Sienna so it's definitely an epic in his eyes and I mean with that runtime it's be it better be but oh, yeah I we we're in the crowd of believing the runtime paid off I'm seeing a lot of people I'm sorry I see a lot of people bitching about it it really irritates me because I loved every second of the movie I thought every minute counted you were learning something about the characters the story was moving forward I so I'm like why are you guys complaining this movie took three years to come out and they're giving you a two and a half hour movie like shut up all right sorry you're getting defensive <laughs> I really appreciate that and it's funny because when I asked Damien about the runtime before I had seen the whole film he told me the runtime and I was like what what like even I was like are no don't do that like um <laughs> slasher film no one's gonna want to sit and watch it but then when I had seen the film and the pacing and you're right like even in my eyes every minute did count and I've like I said before I don't like seeing myself on screen but I felt like okay like this I want to see this this makes sense in my mind it helps build on the lore and the mythos and the character um and it means a lot for for you to say that but I think people they don't want to think too deeply about films mm -hmm 
live in a very, in a time where like TikToks or are like a minute, three minutes tops. So when they even hear two hours and whatever, they're like, oh my God, please no. Um, it's just an attention span thing. But I think he's changing the game in a lot of ways. And hopefully this film won't be for everybody. Like mm-hmm. even the gore alone is enough. Like it's it's not for just the general horror, all horror fan. It's It, it will have a niche audience because it is in it of, of itself niche. Um, and that includes the runtime. So yeah, not everybody, it's not, he's not gonna please everybody, but in the end he did make the film he wanted to make and you have to respect that as an artist. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I really, I really do respect him for that. And I hope Damien continues finding balance between, uh, cause I thought he was so good at this, like listening to things maybe he could do better. And that doesn't make him a bad filmmaker. He's wonderful, I, everyone can do better. Um, but I do hope that he isn't too bothered by all these people saying it's too long. It's too long. Cause I'm like, I would love another two hour terrifier movie. If that's something you guys want to do, I would love to see that. Yeah. What, what uh, is pretty impressive about Damien is he, yes, he, he does care. He wants to, he's making films for audiences, but at the same time, he has like the thickest skin. He reads all the bad reviews. Oh. And I, I don't think I can do that. Like, I, I won't even read reviews unless they're sent to me. I'm just like, okay, great. Like, let's, um, but he is like, oh, this, this guy thinks this, all right, that's fair. Like, that's, that's fine. Like, it's, I, it's not going to be for everyone. Um, so, and I think he has a deep understanding of that. And as an artist, it's not your job to think about how you're perceived. It's your job to create what you believe in. And I think he understands that and he, he will continue to do that for sure. I'm really glad to hear that because I was, I have been reading a lot of the reviews and a lot of them are really good, really, really good. I'm happy to tell you a lot of positivity being thrown your guys way, Uh, but I'll read it. And I think to myself, oh God, I hope, I hope this doesn't bother him because I, I, I loved it. I'm like, (laughs) give me all the long terrifying movies. Give me more long slash. Where's Damien from? Where is he from? He's from uh, Staten Island. He, this doesn't bother him. He's fine. Yeah. He'll be all right. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Very thick skin, that New York attitude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's all right. He's, he's fine. fine. <laughs> He'll be fine. But no, I, and I, yes, I, I felt the same way when I saw reviews from the first Terrifier because, yeah, it did get a lot of love. It has a cult following, but also people that didn't like it. And that's totally fair. All art will be that way. You cannot please everybody. Um, even The Shining, that's like one of my favorite films. I know people that absolutely hate it. They hate everything about it. Not, and I think they just have poor taste. But, um, you know, and I think he understands that, truly. Yeah. And he, I mean, even me and Tony, there are movies that I love or that I've at least watched. And he, he'll tell me, like, I can't touch that shit. And I'm like, that's fine. You know, everyone's different. I'm sensitive. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's, it's okay. But that's the magic of art, right? What works for me might not work for you. And there's there's an individuality about it that's really wonderful. And it helps you understand yourself even more when you're like, oh, that's interesting that that worked for me. And why didn't it work for you? Like it's, I, I love talking about that with films, um, especially when, you know, it's centered around, um, like, especially films like centered around women, for example. And if I see a guy doesn't like it, I might be like, like, why? Yeah. <laughs> What's going on there? You know, like, it's, 
interesting. It really, you get into the mind of the person a little bit more because like people get really offended by certain aspects of films that weren't intended to be that way. So it's, it's really interesting. I kind of find we're in a time period just in general with cinema and with media in general, where it can be kind of hard to tell what's a legitimate criticism and when someone's hackles might be going up for not, not maybe not the best reasons. I even have to catch myself sometimes. And it's like, is this a legitimate criticism or am I maybe getting a little bit too touchy Looking about for something it? to be mad about. Yeah. They might be projecting some of their own insecurities. They might be projecting something deep in themselves or something that they've, you know, experienced in their lives. And that's totally fair and that's totally valid. Um, so that's why you have to take them all with a grain of salt, especially mm -hmm. a filmmaker. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. Love, speaking of filmmakers and Damien Leone, I'm sorry, I'm getting us back on track. <laughs> um, I need you for that again. <laughs> yeah, I got you. Um, Damien, uh, were there stunts that like, uh, we heard that there were stunts he wouldn't allow you to perform. Yeah. Because he is a nice guy. Like, I, I know that he does care about you all. Yes. Um, do you mind telling us which stunts? Would, would that be okay? Absolutely. I will be happy to tell you. Um, the only two stunts well, it, it's the same stunt, but two shots of the same stunt. Gotcha. The only thing he would not let me do was, I don't know if you remember Sienna falling from the ceiling. Yes. yes. Um, I wasn't allowed to do that. Even though the stunt um, performer, Jenna, Hel or what was her name? Helmuth, I think her name was, which is like a killer name. She was fantastic. I absolutely loved her. She had like this huge, like pillowy thing to fall in. I was like, That's, that looks so fun. I want to do it. I want to do that. <laughs> like gymnastics. And he was like, absolutely not. You're not doing it. What if you fall? Like, no. And I, and I you have to understand that as a performer. Um, and another one is that same sequence when she just falls on the ground. Yeah. Like, I don't know if you noticed, but she falls with her head facing away from the character. This was right before Art spits on her. Oh. Um, that's not my body. That's, that is Jenna's body falling. Um, everything else though was... 100% me, like all the fighting, the every every interaction with art, when I'm thrown over the altar, when I'm thrown on floors, it is me. And no padding, like unfortunately, most stunt performers get to wear padding, um, but a lot of women in stunts don't get to wear padding because we have to wear tight clothes and short shorts and whatever. And of course, Sienna is exposing a lot. So I none of it was padded. Um, the good thing though is so there were two sets of my costume there was a more foam one and then there was a rigid one mm. so for my stunts i got to wear the foamy one which was again still very uncomfortable but it wasn't as sharp as the other one which i was really grateful for because i wasn't trying to like get cuts and bruises right here yeah oh god yeah. I already nightmare that freaking costume i never want to wear it again <laughs> Um, but it looks very cool and it's almost infuriating how good it looks on screen because I hate that thing, but um, it does look very cool. But yeah, I did all of the stunts. We had a wonderful stunt coordinator whose name is Drew and I felt really supported by everyone around me. That's sick. Nice. Yeah. It was a lot of fun. I loved it. I, li I liked getting like, like thrown. Yeah, yeah. I want to get thrown around. Fucking punch me in the face. Let's do it. Okay. <laughs> it was it and it, it helped me get in the character more it helped me understand what she was going through mm -hmm. I loved the moments where I was exhausted and feeling depressed and sad I was like let's use all of this and hopefully it comes across as more truthful there's a scene uh, and I'm trying to remember Tony might I might need Tony's help 
where you're just lying there on the cold hard ground and you're just staring into the camera oh, and you the, just look yeah, done the, the dead-eyed look yeah I yeah that. you were it was right at the end i think you'd just gotten sienna down and she hit and you were just like i'm like that's real right there <laughs> you're exhausted yeah um yes none of the floors were clean and oh. even dirtier they were cold so we filmed this those scenes in the middle of february and i was for reason. It was so cold. <laughs> um, and it was in this really cool haunt in Philly, which is actually where I'm from, uh, called the Fright Factory. And they're, they're really wonderful there. I try to go there every season now. Um, but it was disgusting. No one cleaned it. Like, it, it was like essentially in a basement. And because heat rises, it was even colder than you'd expect. It was snowing. It was like right before the pandemic started. It was- And you're on the floor. <laughs> and cold metal cold yeah it was just uh, awful <laughs> but again I think it did lend itself to the performance and hopefully that helped in a way it felt very real and I gotta say as well as you took those hits it was so great seeing you kick Art's butt I loved it I've been waiting for someone to just give him a taste of his own medicine and I really hope we see more of that because it's like she's like an angel or she's superhuman now so how are their fights going to look in the next one? Yeah, I, I, yeah, I absolutely love that. And that's 100% what drew me to this character and this role. The fact that she gets to flex her muscles. How, how often does that happen in this? I mean, in slashers, you do see incredible, strong female leads and final girls. Um, but I really loved the grittiness and the realism because she is a young woman being thrown around by an adult powerful demonic clown so i loved how real it felt it wasn't like she went full kung fu on him like she yeah. was realistic and i appreciate seeing that because it shows that even if you're weaker if you're smaller you can still put up a great fight against anybody if you have the determination to do so it was really it was really admirable just because you're you're a lot smaller than david or you seem to be and you were you were holding your own at the end and i loved it i that was very that was almost like inspiring to me oh that makes me so happy <laughs> yeah, no, I, lo I love to hear that thank you and yeah dave dave is great but like he's a big softy and i don't think he would ever hurt a fly let alone oh no he seems so sweet based yeah. on the interviews so i've seen of him. I, I never really it, it it the part about it was trying to see him as a piece of shit and, and see him as art and not Dave. And um, I think he does a really good job at, like I said, bodying the character. So it's it's sometimes hard to, or it's sometimes easy to forget that, oh, this this isn't Dave, it's art, you know? Um, we're, uh, so with uh, Dave and art, uh, you, would you say overall it wasn't too hard when you had to fight him or when you were being antagonistic towards him to kind of channel the anger that your character was feeling? Because I haven't done a lot of acting, so I don't know what it's like to pretend to be antagonistic towards a friend. Is that, a, is that a challenge? You know what, it's really interesting. And I think it's entirely dependent on the individual performer. And this is something that I've spoken to my acting coach a lot with, um, because there are certain, depending on the individual, there are certain aspects of the human experience that we feel more connected to, right? Mm -hmm. So it might be easier to access those feelings and that you might be able to just pull them out without even thinking. Um, for example, like the times where I've needed to be like 
really sensual on films, it's really uncomfortable. That kind of vulnerability is really uncomfortable for me. And I have to like psych myself out in order to get there. Sadness is another one that can be, you know, kind of challenging. You might have to draw from other experiences in your life. Rage, however, is not hard for me to ask. I don't know what happened in my life. I don't know, uh, probably something I'll need to unpack with a therapist, but (laughs) it's just so easy for me to get there. And this is something that my acting coach laughs at me a lot about. He's like, you seem too threatening. You need to chill. Like my acting coach is constantly like, you see me in right now and you're supposed to be funny. So relax. And I'm like, oh shit. So um, yeah, I, I think also it helped that those particular days were very long. Again, middle of February, I was freezing. I was miserable. I just wanted to go home. And um, and I was just like, I, I think I was thinking about art in that moment. And I was feeling, my body was in pain. Like mm. I was in pain. So I think it was, it made it much easier for me to access that rage um, because of my circumstances. <laughs> I mean, the clown is why you couldn't go home because of his freaking movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, this guy, Damien, I don't want to do this anymore. No, I, I was, uh, I was really like, we had a blast the entire time, but like, of course you have those moments of misery. Like when can I get out of this disgusting? Like all the prosthetics, like cuts and bruises were just sticking to me. And like all the, like the wetness and the mud, it was freezing. I was just like, ugh, get me out of here. So um, I think I just wanted to get, I just try to crank it up to an 11 so we could just go home. Like personally, I think that's where, where my head was at. Would you, do it again, would you do it again for love? <laughs> I would. It's funny because like I would, there were times that I would just look at Damien like, are we done yet? Like, can we stop? <laughs> <laughs> can it end? Um, and he was like, I'm telling you like, with his really thick Staten Island accent, <laughs> like you're gonna think about this in like two years and you're gonna look at it with rose-colored glasses you're gonna love it and I'm like yeah and he's right you know like I I do look at it in that way and I would do it all over again because I had such a fun experience and I think it did pay off in a big way Mm -hmm. so um Terrifier 3 seems kind of inevitable at this point I know that David really wants to do it I was watching an interview with him yesterday where he he said he was dying to fight Chris Jericho and I laughed um so what about you? Would you come back for part three? I, I would if I was invited to. I mean, Damien has hinted towards it to me. And I mean, I, I can't make any assumptions. I think it, it remains to be seen. It continued how, how the character continues to be perceived and um, how people react to her. I think it might be a really important indicator of how he's going to make that decision um but i i would do it i would i would work on anything damien throws at me he's he's pitched another project to me that i would love to work on as well that has nothing to do with terrifier um so if he throws anything at me i'm like yeah man let's do it because i really respect him as an artist i mean we'll definitely be keeping an eye out for your other projects terrifier and no terrifier for sure I'll let you know. I'll, I'll, I'll continue to post about it. I'm really bad with it. Like I'm trying to be, have a more online presence, but like, it's kind of like a full-time job. It's kind of hard to. It is. I, even for our podcast, Instagram, I'm like, I'm on and off. It, it gets really tiring being on social media sometimes. It is. And like you're fed this like idea of what life is supposed to look like, especially on social media. So it's, it's sometimes like really like annoying. <laughs> so yeah, just, like away from it. So Everybody leave me alone. Yeah. yeah. 
my God. Yes. And I, I feel the same way. Like, just like, yeah. And, but honestly, YouTube and podcasts, like the amount of work that has to go into that, like mad props to you too, because Thank you. honestly, I couldn't even make a five minute YouTube video and not feel like, <laughs> hi guys. <laughs> like I jump everybody. I don't think I could do it. Like you need to have, and by the way, you both have such like, um, mesmerizing voices. I don't know. Is that like a really weird? No, thank you. That's so flattering. Um, I think I sound ridiculous. A lot of people <laughs> tell me I, I sound real stupid. So I'm just like, all right, well. Oh, so endearing. Also like really like well-spoken. Like that's, that's such a stupid compliment that you're- Oh, it's sweet. Thank you. But like really like magnetizing. I wanted to listen because like people will send me reviews that are like hours long and I'm oh, like, oh no, I don't listen to that. I got shit to do, but like <laughs> listen, it didn't feel like an hour. Um, since we're talking about runtime, it didn't feel like an hour. Um, when I was listening to the review and I just really enjoyed listening to you both speak. So thank you so much. That means it was the world when I was, and also like really interesting concepts you guys were talking about. So I was like, oh, this this is really fun and nice and I like it. Thank you so much. Yeah, look at this guy. <laughs> okay, well, I don't want to hold you too much longer, but I do have one last question about our, our final girl here because I love her. Where do you want to see this character grow into? Who do you think she would become as she got older? Um, I think that she she was already traumatized, right? And I mm. think that the trauma. It, there's so many directions it can go to. Um, it can, it can go. I, I would love, I would love to see her really come into her strength and not like GI Jane, but I would love to see it. If, if there is a terrifier three that I'm in, you know, invited to come to, I would love to see at least one sequence of her training. Cause she knows that this Sarah is Sarah Connor. Yeah. Like I would, I would love to see that. Like I would love to see, you know, a, um, a really and I thought about it being a woman like I it's so like I've had so many ideas but it's not it's not mine to have it's you know I can tell talk about it with Damien but like in the end it's his decision but I'm um, listening <laughs> yes him, um her having like a relationship with potentially or not even getting that far with like this really cool badass um like instructor that knows how to use a sword because I think that she needs to understand because I think the sword is is more like an appendage now than anything and she needs to know how to use it um if she ever dreams of defeating Art the Clown again so I would love to see that whether she survives that or whether um she dies I would love to see again a really compelling fight where she can hold her own at least to the very end um and I would also on another note but I think it would be an interesting dynamic with Jonathan I would love to see played by Elliot Fulham who's amazing I would love to see Jonathan's character just like 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 start going through the ringer like I want to see this kid be so traumatized because he it was such a beautiful He's 12. So I wouldn't be surprised if something like someone like him had substance abuse. Like I would love to explore that um, and see how Sienna would deal with that because she's now this maternal figure to him. Um, so I would love for that to happen again. It's not my decision to make, but it would be really cool to see. Um, but more than anything, I just want to see 
Sienna dealing with her trauma even more so and how that could affect her relationship with the person she loves the most, who is her brother. Yeah, I don't want to keep you too long. Um, so uh, I'm going to try to keep these brief, but just in regards to Sienna's future and her trauma and her relationships, I have two little questions. And that is, do you see her becoming a wiser person or maybe an angrier one? And in regards to her and art, do you feel like, how does she handle those feelings? Like, is she, do you think her hate is going to consume her or do you think she's gonna maybe continue being the bigger person? And maybe he's kind of obsessed with her or whatever, whatever they decide to do. And she just, she's just like, whatever. Yeah, I would love to see more flaws in Sienna. And I do think like kind of in the beginning of the film and Terrifier 2, I kind of saw Sienna as a bit whiny. She's a bit whiny at times. Mm -hmm. like, eh. But um, in the end, she really steps into her strength. So I think for the third, in my eyes, I think that she's tainted. I think that she definitely has this anger that I think she knows how to control for Jonathan. I think it's all going to be for him in my eyes. Like it, it, because in Terrifier 2, like her driving force, what, what does she need to do to save her brother? And I think she doesn't want to end up like her mom when taking care of Jonathan. I think she's aware of that, even though she might have outbursts, you know, which by the way, like I know Barb gets a lot of hate in reviews, but I personally loved Barb because I thought she was hilarious. First of all, she was um, funny for sure woman like how often do you see like a hateable dad and you let it slide because it's like oh well he's trying his best you know but with Barb like it's I can see people hating her because she's so flawed and I love that I'm like oh my god dimension yes give it to us like let's see these flawed female characters and I think that for for part three if there is one and if I'm invited um Sienna is trying not to be her mom but mm -hmm. I think might fall into that and she might just be so tainted and so tired and so whatever that it does come out in bursts sometimes I mean she's only human and she was she went through literal hell like how do you even how do you how do you like Sienna and Jonathan like, they're the first people besides Victoria to survive art with basically everything intact it's like how do you how do you survive somebody like that you know exactly so I think yeah they think there's a, a looming darkness around her that she tries to be positive she tries to be her old self but I think it probably gets to her more often than she'd like yeah uh, whatever you guys decide to do whatever direction you decide to go I'm very excited to see it and I do appreciate you taking all the time that you have to talk to us and give us such really detailed and in-depth answers and just sharing your experiences with this project and as a fellow creative that really means a lot to us thank you it was such a pleasure to be able to talk to you both and um i really appreciate your company and your presence and i hope i get to see your art more in the future thank you uh, of course um that would be that would be really fantastic so like please keep me updated with all the stuff you're creating because we need we need more queer artists thank yeah. you so much hey, uh, I welcome mean, back anytime yeah hey. i'm a screenwriter so if, if i ever feel like a project is right for you if you're comfortable with it i'll totally reach out to you i would love to get you a gig i'm sure i'm sure i'm probably gonna need work <laughs> for sure like give me i i need to get paid so god of course yeah. no i would love that i like on a serious note that would be really wonderful like please send it my way if I have any opportunities for you, I will throw them your way. Don't worry. We love you. Thank you for coming on. Thank you. You're really you. Good to do that. You're so wonderful. Thank you so much. And yeah, if you want to talk in the future, like 
invite me again. Oh, absolutely. Thank you. And I hope you have a happy Halloween. Oh my God. Yes. Happy Halloween. I hope you're doing all the fun Halloween spooky shit and um, stay safe. And bye, puppy. Bye. <laughs> bye, bye. We love you. Bye-bye. Thank you, Lauren. Bye.